Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. It's September, which means back to school. As physically active as you may have been during the summer months, it's safe to say that most of you who are back in the dorms on the classroom will be spending a lot of time on the computer. Without aging myself, I remember the internet was a rather novel entity when I was in college. It was a treat to be able to use it when living in the dorms. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth didn't exist. Only scarce computer labs that we had to fight for time on. Most of us still hit the good old library to research our school projects. We also used typewriters to type reports, and only if it was required. Well, it's now the 21st century, and time surely has changed. We spend almost every waking moment attached at the hip to our smartphones, tablets, and computers. College campuses, restaurants, coffee shops, shopping centers, amusement parks, and libraries now all include Wi-Fi. Even my 80-something-year-old parents now have tablets and Facebook accounts. A world without computers is now a strange one to contemplate. But with it also come a slew of new health disorders that have been on the rise. And I see them almost daily. What are the most common medical conditions that doctors see related to this increased screen time? And what can you do to negate it all to protect yourself? Well, let's review these health conditions. Number one, your eye health. Glaring at a computer all day long will certainly affect your staring eyes, right? And it does. Eye fatigue is more common now than ever. Besides discomfort, it can also cause the eye muscles to twitch as a result. It can also contribute to dry eyes, a condition that can cause irritation, inflammation, and even pain. Staring at a screen can also cause headaches and some, especially if you're sensitive to screen light. So what can you do to combat this? Well, first of all, take eye breaks frequently. Give your eyes a break throughout the day by taking your eyes off of the screen and look around at your surroundings. Use artificial tears multiple times a day, especially if you suffer from dry eyes or your eyes twitch. Keep a safe distance from the screen. Try to avoid getting too close or too far. If you're squinting, you either need an eye exam or the screen may just not be set up at the proper distance. Wear your eye correction. Don't skimp out on the glasses or lenses that your eye doctor recommended. If your vision is blurry, then please get an eye exam. And if you suffer from eye discomfort of any kind, please get your eyes checked. An optometrist is good for checking your vision and prescribing eyeglasses or contact lenses. An ophthalmologist, on the other hand, you may be wondering what the difference is. This is a physician who diagnoses and treats eye disease. They are MDs that have gone to medical school like myself. The latter may require discussion and or referral from your primary care doctor to determine if that's the right person that you should see. Note that eye pain, pustular discharge, or persistent symptoms of any kind despite the above tips really require an urgent visit to your doctor. Number two, pain. And by pain, I really mean the entire back, everything from the neck down to the lower back. Many cases of neck pain and back pain are related to improper posture and prolonged sitting using incorrect ergonomics, especially 
is a common culprit. While sitting at your desk or workstation, please keep the following rules in mind to keep you pain-free. First, sit in a chair with back support and use that back support. Avoid inching forward in your seat. In fact, place a couple of blocks or books underneath your feet, and that way it will force you to sit back and use the back support entirely. Next, your screen should be placed at an eye level. So if you're looking up or down, then you're compromising your neck and upper back muscles. The pain is often triggered by strained muscle around the spine itself. And the spine has nerves that exit the spine through the muscle layers. And if these muscles are inflamed, then so are the nerves. And this is how some patients actually get that numbness or tingling that runs down their arm from their neck. Also, your elbows, they should be touching your sides. And there should be a straight line from the tips of your fingers to your elbow crease. And then a 90 degree angle from your elbow up to your shoulder. And some people may benefit from a wrist rest for typing and prolonged computer use. If your school or employee offers an ergonomic evaluation, then by all means, take advantage of it. Number three, carpal tunnel syndrome. The wrist houses a tunnel of sorts made up of thick fibrous tissue. And this tissue runs over a nerve called the median nerve that feeds the first three and a half fingers, starting with the thumb. Repetitive hand and wrist movements, such as with typing, can actually aggravate this tunnel and inflame the nerve too as a result. And this produces that tingling and numbness in the first three and a half fingers, which is often worse at night. If left ignored and it becomes chronic, it can eventually cause muscle atrophy and weakness. I've tackled this topic before, so if you believe that you suffer from carpal tunnel syndrome, please check out my prior podcast on this topic in order to learn more tips to prevent and treat this potentially progressive medical condition. Number four, insomnia. School and exam stress surely don't help if you tend to get insomnia. If you suffer from insomnia, please remove all screen devices from your bedroom. Nothing in bed but sleep. That, yes, that means no TV, no smartphones, tablets, laptops, etc. Because even a flash of your smartphone in the middle of the night is enough to activate your brain and contribute to insomnia. Therefore, if you need to use your phone to view the time, please invest in a small alarm clock your sleeping brain will thank you for it. So learn more quick and dirty tips on my two podcasts on insomnia as well. And lastly, weight gain. They don't call it the freshman 15 for nothing. All of a sudden, you find yourself glued to your seat in an attempt to dissect the Lord of the Flies novel or grasp the basics of organic chemistry, calculus, or microbiology, but before the year is over, you realize that you've spent more time in your chair staring at the screen than moving those legs. Don't fall into this trap. Carve out time for exercise each day. Exercise also increases endorphins, which can aid in improving your attention span and overall mental well-being. And there you have it. Five of the most common screen time culprits that affect your health. In summary... Here's what you need to do to protect your body and health if you spend a lot of time in front of a computer. Number one, don't neglect your eyes. 
Number two, pay attention to your posture and workstation ergonomics. Number three, avoid any screen exposure while in bed. And number four, set aside time to exercise and move those muscles. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. And if you learned anything new here today, or if you just simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Stay healthy and I'll catch you next time.